0: Lob Talk Radio.
1: with each other and you all, and you know we love being here for sure. You can join our show anytime by calling in direct at 347-215-8305, or you can go in our chat room anytime during our entire show.
2: Yes, babe, and today we are discussing all things feng shui. Yes, that is feng shui, F e n g s h u i. feng Feng shui. shui. (laughs) You, You like that, huh? Yes. And, you know, it's funny, but today, urban life everywhere, in particular in the West, babe, has become a remote-controlled, instant food and push-button society, I'd have to say. As a result, we have become alien to our natural world, if you want to say, thereby exposing ourselves to increasing levels of toxicity, pollution, and cramped living environments, which are really bad Feng shui, though, is all about the movement of energy and balance. The underlying principle of feng shui is that everything in our overall and immediate surroundings, which can be as basic as the smallest details of, say, our furnishings or our decor, can either work in favor of our well-being or aims and goals, or it can work against you at the same time.
1: That's right, honey, and I'm the first to say that, you know what, I feel so much better when our home is like clear of clutter you know how oh, yeah. always like we got to clear this clutter and everything is neat and just so but feng shui goes even deeper than that you know just having a cleaned up home it actually you know it's the way in which you place your furniture too correct
2: Oh, no question, baby, exactly. And when you arrange your furniture in your rooms and your spaces, we must declutter the space to create a physical space for the energy to flow, meaning, you know, don't block things, which is big in feng shui. An important aspect of good feng shui is the placement of objects. So take care. Now listen to this one closely. Take care to position objects in a way that does not block the flow of energy. When positioning, for instance, a sofa or furniture, ensure that you always have a clear view of the door. In feng shui, locating the right place to sleep or sit is called locating the power
1: spot. Now, what in the world is that? (laughs) Explain that to me, honey.
2: Well, this is the place where you feel that you have the most control or visibility. But, this should not be in line with the door receiving the strongest flow of chi.
1: Okay, you guys. Chi, it represents the fundamental energy of the universe. And, you know, we are all born with plentiful supplies of chi, but as we grow, it is used up. So I hate to tell you this, but we need, it needs to be restored, and the source of the essential replenishment is food.
2: Yes, babe, and and that's chi, chi. But, babe, do you think we sound like a bunch of scientists? That's kind of what I'm feeling here.
1: (laughs) No, but but let's break it down. So it's in layman terms, so even I can understand exactly what this all means. And I would say (laughs) to get to the bottom line and how and where to get it, um, I, I should probably start with giving a definition of what feng shui is, yeah. just for the people that don't know, because I know you guys are all so smart and you probably already dump into the dictionary to see what it means, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, and it is the Chinese geomantic practice in which a structure or site is chosen or configured so as to harmonize with the spiritual forces that inhabit it. Also, orientation, placement, or arrangement according to the perceptions of
2: of feng shui okay okay love well in saying that let me say this feng shui can also be inside of a person as well so it's not always outside feng shui can also be inside the human body is a measure of all things in the universe. A structure cannot be put up without a plan or design, and we know that the best way to do it is to have a plan or design. The importance of aligning rooms and corners and applying calculations that will be in harmony with nature is the fundamental concept of feng shui. There are subtle currents of energy called chi, C-H-I, chi, which flow through our bodies and through everything in the universe. If we understand the chi, we can arrange our living and working environments to help us to achieve our goals. However, now this is big, however, we should bear in mind the fact that energy is not just about aligning the space and places of the dwelling. It also relates to the energy of the individual.
1: So that would mean, honey, like what my energy is is what the good feng shui or bad feng shui is. It's like if I come into a room and I have bad energy, then it's not going to be good feng shui. That's well, basically what it means, right? But no. I know I have good energy.
2: Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. I'm sorry.
0: I won't you I mean,
2: interrupt your phone. No, no, not at all. Okay. But you've you've been in a room, or I'll say we have been in a room, and somebody's yes. walked in and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God.
0: They, <laughs>
2: and that feeling, that vibe, that's what the feng you know automatically, like, I'm not They're digging that off. person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this is referred to as inner feng shui. It goes without saying that it is vital to maintain the food energy balance for a healthy living. So I also want to say eat right.
1: Yes, and you know what, love? I must say this all sounds pretty easy to accomplish. And I wanted to take this time, if you guys don't mind, honey. Do you mind if I give my five-point plan? If someone wants five to five point? no,
2: okay, five. That sounds <laughs> five like a good. Points, I'm guys. with that. I'm with that.
1: You know, and not not ten-point five-point plan. And this is like the I'm I'm one of those people that like to get into action quick. So <laughs> I'm going to only say five points. If you get started on this, then you can call me or email me, and then we can talk about the next five. But Starting right here, I must say that I think uh, number one is to declutter your home. Oh, oh. That, would, that would be the first. Um, you need to declutter your home or office or wherever it is that you want to begin getting your feng shui in order. Mm-hmm. Second, I would say make a list of your goals and a plan of action. You do that so already. In, <laughs> you do in that. making a list of your goals, what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to achieve getting things organized? Are you trying to achieve... Um, fixing up some things that you've been talking about for a long time and hadn't got around to it, are you trying to achieve, um, you know, spring cleaning, whatever that is, make a list of your goals and, pl- and a plan of action. How do you plan to tackle this? Because when you make the list, it looks easy on paper, but actually going in and doing it, like when my husband makes his list for working out, for example, yeah. it looks really <laughs> easy. But if you try and do it, and you're not a trained athlete or a professional, sometimes it can be difficult. So. What's your plan of action? Maybe if your goal is to do spring cleaning, your plan of action is to go each room at a time or something like that. And then three, I would say buy a book on feng shui and read it to better understand the correct way to do it. I'm a big, avid reader, so as my husband, our whole family is, and we love Barnes & Noble, Borders, all those places, and not just because they happen to carry our book, No Ordinary <laughs> Love, but because they have so much wealth of information in those books that they sell on those shelves, and they make it a really beautiful environment. If you like reading, you can go in there and sit on their big couches or on the floor and just read, 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 and feed your brain, so... I would definitely say buy a book on feng shui and read it to better understand the correct way to do it. Then we move on to number four. And four is while getting your home and office in order, do not forget the inner person that also needs to be looked after as well. Because we said before, good feng shui is also inside of you as well. So make a list of all the things you want to do for yourself personally when you do this and the plan. Like, say, for instance, getting into better shape. And also maybe begin a relaxation and yoga lifestyle. You know, write that down, jot it down, and and figure out if that's what you want to do. And then reading more to feed your brain. Um, And then we'll sum it up with my fifth point, and that would be have positive thoughts and be committed to achieving good feng shui in your life. And now, honey, it's your turn. Are
2: are you saying, (laughs) because I looked at all those five, and you try to do those, so are you saying you have good feng shui? I say that I definitely have
1: okay. good. Okay. <laughs> or well, I, I, I aspire to have good. So, no,
2: I'll say so you're definitely. <laughs> well, we are definitely on the right path. But I, I will give five also. And number oh, okay. one, I will say is, my wife said this already, but I'm gonna reiterate some of these is get a plan and then dig in. Because a lot of the times, and for this, I'm talking not only about your personal life, but your home life as well. People look and say it's overwhelming, and then they don't try to take the task on. Get a plan, write it down, and dig in. And this goes right into number two, because it doesn't matter what you accomplish. You can go inch By inch, It doesn't matter. If you accomplish one thing a day, in 10 days it's 10, in 100 days it's 100, you are going to reach your goal. It might take you longer than someone else who maybe just has a little bit more drive, but you can reach your goal. So if you go inch by inch, I'm saying that in household terms, maybe you just go one room at a time. And today you're saying, I'm going to start with the bathroom. And when I leave this bathroom, it's going to be very simple. The flow is going to be nice. When I come in, it's going to be nice and clean and everything that I need will be in here. Then you move to the next room. Number three, you, you like that one? I love it. Okay, okay. Uh, Number three will be let go. And this is a big one, not only for myself, but uh, I would have to say probably for everybody out there. And when I say let go, for instance, we'll talk about clothes. And this is something that we're trying to implement, and I would say it's like a three-month rule. If I don't wear it in three months, it has to hit the door, and it doesn't matter what it is and who gave it to you and how much. You know, you just love it to death. But if you start doing that, you might keep a piece or two here or there, but you're going to get the flow going out, and then your closet's going to be clear. When you go in, it's going to be easy for you to select your clothes and things like that. And number four is needs versus wants. And this is kind of mixed with number three a little bit, but I think sometimes we get mixed up and not understand what is it that we need versus what it is that we want. And when you're looking around your house, I think you're going to see a lot more wants, then there are necessities. And when I say needs, I mean, okay, maybe you need a telephone, but... 900 statues sitting around and all this you might not need <laughs> well, you know, all of it. What's
1: the sentimental value though? Honey. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is, need and want, yeah. Yeah,
2: but but at the same time if if uh say for instance you bought me something and I know yeah. that I'm going to keep it, okay, that's one thing that I'm going to keep or the kids, but you know, you get these Christmas presents and all these different things and after years you kind of have to enjoy it, <laughs> take a picture of it, for instance, yeah. take a picture of it, put it on your computer and then maybe sell it in a yard sale or something else Unless Or donate it to charity. Or donate it to charity and let somebody else enjoy it. But you always keep the picture maybe on a download card.
1: And guess what, honey, you're right. And I'd like to add a little bit into there because in in a lifetime, you know, Mm -hmm. you would gather so much stuff. If you kept everything that you got in a 20 or 30-year span, there would be nowhere to put it.
2: I know. I mean, it it would just overflow and just uh, you, you would be crazy. But you have to understand that everything has its time, you enjoy it, and when the time's up, you let it go. Number five is something also that my wife said, and I want to reiterate, but it's be positive. Feng Shui is an ongoing process this is a life that that you're going to lead it isn't just something that uh... you do and then all of a sudden the flow is there and you're feeling great you're going to still have christmas and holidays you're still going to go out you're going to see stuff that you want to buy you're going to bring it home and you have to maybe rearrange then and create a different feng shui if you get a new couch or if you buy some new stuff you have to kind of get that flow and I, i would say feng shui for us in our household, and I'm just speaking for us, has been big. And and people who have come to our home have said, I I love the feng shui, whoever knew about it, because we love big open spaces and things like that. And I, I believe personally that that's how the energy flows through your household and through your home. But if, for instance... You walk into someone's front door, and they have a couch that's, like, sitting right there.
1: <laughs> that. It locks the energy flow, and you right. feel almost like you're congested or, like, claustrophobic. You don't want nothing in alignment, right, babe? That's yeah. what that means. You want to have an open area, even if it's a small room.
0: Right. It,
2: it doesn't matter what it is, babe. It, it's small room, big room, whatever, you just want to be able to walk in and have a sight pattern at the same time where you can see things and you can locate what it is that you want, and that is going to allow the feng shui, at least from from our perspective, to really flow in
1: Well, that's life. exactly what feng shui means as well. It's the placement of furniture, objects, um, the feel of the room, the vibe of the house, the vibe of the area, so, yeah, I mean... i got a that's... big
2: one for you. Comment mm-hmm. on this one. Nightstands, how people just put stuff on them, and before you know it, it just gathers and gathers
1: and okay. gathers. Okay, and, 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 and I'm going to share down a little secret with you guys. My husband's right. I have a nightstand, and my husband has a nightstand, and I tend to put lots of stuff on there. My book... I wasn't saying that, guys. Day. You know, a, cup, a glass of ice water, a, a, <laughs> a pen, uh, my stamper for mail when I'm doing the bills, um, You know, it could be your cell phone, the charger, your computer... You know, all sorts of stuff. The telephone. And next thing you know, your your nightstand is cluttered with things. And I think it just it deprives you of great feeling energy. And when you get ready to lay down and go to bed, I've made a conscious choice to try to make sure I clear my nightstand before I go to sleep. I haven't been doing that very much the last week or two, but I'm going to start. But the nights that I do, I sleep better. I wake up in the morning and I feel better. When I go to sleep and I don't have um, things sitting around for me to do the next day, because sometimes you'll place things like we have a sitting, area in our room and sometimes you'll place things you know strategically about your room for you to tackle the next day like maybe it's a list of bills you got to go and pay or it's a couple of stuffed animals you need to give to a niece or nephew and some clothing you need to fold and you might leave it there and say you know I'm going to watch a movie and just relax today I've had a long day and I'll take care of that tomorrow it's not messy but it's kind of you know sitting there. Then you get up the next day and you feel kind of overwhelmed, but if you've done it the night before or it's not sitting right there, you wake up and you feel more ready to tackle the day. So that's got something to do with feng shui as well, would you say, Anna?
2: Yes, I would, and when when my wife talks about energy, she gave a great example, and for instance, the example is clothes that needed to get folded, and you're just maybe sitting on the couch. It's energy sitting there, and the reason that it's energy sitting there is because it's going to require energy to move it. So you're going to, or someone is going to have to fold it, move it, put it away. So that is energy festering right there. Another one is paperwork. And this is something that I know that everybody out there has probably a problem with. You get all types of different mail, junk mail, mail bills, all types of stuff. And before you know it, it piles up. Well, we have been blessed nowadays in this computer generation to be able to scan things onto the computer and download them on these now they have terabytes and all these different things that hold so much information that you can actually get rid of the actual document but still have the ability to regain it through the computer if you like. Now, taxes, you might need to put those up because those you have to keep for seven years, but any, pretty much any and everything else. But no, else, honey,
1: you can put those on your computer as well and yeah. have it on disk, and then when you need it, but see, that's the ultimate of feng shui. That's when you're so organized. <laughs> you might as well just sit down in the empty room with just a chair and a Magazine in your lap because yes. you are you have made it. You, you
2: have, have made really it. Done it. What about this one, babe? The other a uh, big place for the blockage of feng shui is garages. What do you think about garage feng oh, shui? My
1: I think that for feng shui, the cars of course have to be parked in there, and I think being able to pull them in and it's real simple. You know, inside of there, everything is up off of the counters. If you if you're lucky enough or blessed enough to have countertops and closets and cupboards. You know, the storage areas need to be neat and clean, but I really, really feel that a garage is very important. When you arrive back from doing errands, for instance, and you pull into your garage, that's the first place you're going to go entering your home. Mm -hmm. And if it's organized and neat, it just automatically gives Mm -hmm. you a sense of stability and warmth, and I think that's good feng shui. Or if it's cluttered and you look in there and the garage door opens and basketballs (laughs) fall out and toys and ski racks come (laughs) flying down and you have to back the car up quick as you can to pull in well, then that's not good feng shui, you're going to feel stressed out, you're going to come into your house, and the energy that you feel from that is going to come into your home. Well, then it's just going to travel through the house. And before you know it, you don't have good qi or good feng shui in your home.
2: Yes, I agree with you. And it seems that in our society now, the last place before something hits the streets or gets out of your house is your garage, and everybody stores it there, where there are a lot of now good garage systems that you can hang bikes, stack balls, Skis, all types right. of different stuff that you can put in your garage that can really help the flow of your feng shui. But I would really implore people that if you are stacking stuff in your garage, if it's paperwork, try to get a scanner, put it on your computer. If it's just what I won't say junk, because a lot of people have, you know, one man's junk yeah. is another man's treasure. So maybe you want to donate it. Maybe you want to give it to the Goodwill, and you can get a tax write off doing that. There's a lot of different ways to get rid of the stuff that maybe can benefit some else, but at the same time benefits you because it's going to increase your feng shui and your work, the the work that is on your back, you're just going to feel lighter because a lot of the times, babe, when we go through and we clean up and we Mm -hmm. just go through and ravage, I will say, the (laughs) house and make sure that it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter, how do you feel?
1: I feel so much better. My husband is so right, you guys, and I'm going to tell you something else. Here's one for you. Mm -hmm. What about people? Say you've got a friend or family member or someone that calls you on the phone and they're talking to you and your first two minutes, three minutes is a great conversation or it's okay, it's how you've been, how you've been doing, what's going on, and then all of a sudden that person starts be, you know, just bombarding you <laughs> with negative <laughs> things, meaning they don't mean to be negative, but they're talking about all the bad that's going on in the world, all the bad that's going on in their life all the bad that some other person is doing Mm -hmm. and before you know it you spent 30 minutes on the phone talking about complete nonsense when you didn't really have the time in the first place so therefore you could have been using that time to go rearrange your furniture in a right way to get your feng shui good and help your children to do the same and you you know feng shui is all about not just moving of objects and all of that but everything you do and you are in your life it's an essence of being so if you sit there and you waste that 30 minutes well that's energy too they've now put on top of your back and on your (laughs) place some unwanted bad feng shui. Yeah. So therefore you're gonna sit there and then you're gonna think about it when you get off the phone. It's gonna continue for at least twelve hours. I've Uh-oh. investigated this and, and experienced this and I've seen that it's right.
2: And so I've people, been a witness.
1: Yes, and you were the <laughs> witness of it. And see we need as 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 radio hosts and, and talking to you guys, we need to tell you guys, please, we are really practicing great feng shui, not just in our home, in our life, but with other people that we have invited into our life we really want them to have good feng shui too but if they don't at the time we can't take it on so if you guys are lucky enough anybody listening out there to be able to call us and be in our inner circle please don't bring bad feng shui (laughs) because we cannot deal with that we really really want good feng shui for us and for you Just know that if you fall and all of a sudden I go, hello, hello, I can't hear you. The phone hung up. I'm sorry. Know that you're practicing that bad feng shui stuff that we can't deal with. Listen to this. That is called
2: verbal feng shui, I believe. (laughs) Or you just come up with something. But I I would tell you, you hit that on the head. And, And the best way... For everybody out there to practice feng shui in your life as far as friends and everything, yes, be right. frank. Be yes. frank with them. Tell them right up front, y'all. Look, <laughs> I don't go for that.
1: No, we, but you know, you guys, we really we really had a good time talking to you about feng shui. And you know, there's a ton of books, a ton of information at Barnes & Noble, Borders Books, so many other bookstores. I don't know if Walden Books is still in business, but you can go online and pull it up. Amazon got books on it. Pull it up, you guys, look at it, and let's just start. We can start right here on the Infinite Love Blog Talk Radio Show with Doug and Jackie Christie, your hosts. We can start right here. Let's all start practicing and telling a friend, and before you know it, it could work like a spider throughout the country, and everybody could be doing it, and it's just going to make us all feel that much better because, you know, with the world being as it is, all the stuff that's going on out there... Face it, there's a lot of things that we could be negative and down about, but God has let us all be here today together, listening to the show, talking, enjoying each other, my husband and I getting to enjoy this beautiful marriage we have and everything else. And we're not by any means saying that life will be perfect, but you're headed in the right direction if you can get your feng shui in order.
2: No question about it, babe. That was very well put. I will have to say <laughs> uh, that made that brought my feng shui to the right level, and I am Definitely. ready to move Definitely,
1: and thank you on. guys so much. And now, in today's hot topics, we have. Well, I would say
2: number one, we are going to have one of the two suspects have been caught in the shooting death of student body president from the University of North Carolina that we mentioned last week it is so sad. Her death was unfortunate. Not only has her life ended and her family and friends' lives have been forever changed, I would have to say that the suspect's lives have also been changed forever, babe.
1: Yeah, and that's just too bad. But, you know, the good thing is justice is going to be done, and they got one of the suspects. And I... I haven't really followed it to know if they've got the other one, but hopefully.
2: I believe they know who he is, and they are trying to catch him now. So hopefully that whole situation will be vindicated. And unfortunately, uh, we can all learn from that. So something good will come from it. Maybe we'll learn. And uh, those college and shootings at schools, we can slow that down, y'all.
1: Oh, most definitely. And then we also have Barack Obama. You know, honey, he's he's under fire for some comments. He had a pastor at his church in Chicago, I believe it was, and he made a bunch of remarks, you know, against the United States in different places, and they're really attacking Barack about that.
2: Yeah, I've seen that, and we, we saw a little bit on television last night, and I, I would have to say that the the only thing is you can't put the pastor's comments on Barack. That's what I would right. say. These are the pastor's comments, regardless if they go to the same church and he's the pastor. Everybody has an opinion. That's his opinion. That's but. Right. I'm sure Barack doesn't agree with everything that he says and and any of the deacons and other people in the church. So that is something that's more, I think, personally is press kind of related. You know, the media is saying, hey, Barack. Are you with him, or are you not with
1: him? Well, you know, and that's true. They had him on CNN last night, and he went up against Anderson Cooper, and I was really impressed with some of the comments he made. You know, we kind of following it a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to hear what his response would be. And I was was totally – he was totally honest about it, and he said, yeah, I'm going to continue being friends with this man, and, you know, he is retiring, and, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. just – I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep following him, but I don't feel like all of his comments is what – I feel personally, so I'm not going to take blame for that. And he said, I've talked to him before and explained to him that some of his comments was wrong, but I didn't hear these latest ones, and it's not my duty to do that. I'm running for president, so I'm traveling around right now. Besides, hey. he has retired. He's preached his last sermon. So I don't think you guys should really be focusing on that right now.
2: Yeah, but before he left, you wanted to shoot some bullets out there, I guess. Go, <laughs> Barack! <But don't
0: laughs> All yeah, right, number
1: three it.
2: is... Toron- tornado hits downtown Atlanta the first time ever. Now, we were going crazy when we saw this because. They got some hotels, I believe it was the Omni, and windows, not just like one or two, I'm talking hundreds of windows were blown out if everyone hadn't seen that last night on uh, CNN. But I was talking to our daughter, Shannie, and she was saying that, Dad, I don't know, they were saying that maybe it wasn't a tornado, it was just a bad storm. What what'd you think?
1: No, actually this morning they said tornado hit downtown That's the headline.
2: Wow. Tornado downtown Atlanta? That is just crazy, crazy stuff. But hopefully... All the the people in the a town will be okay. Uh, we we have some friends there and talked to them today, and uh, they were doing fine. But they live on the outskirts. So uh, Atlanta, first time ever with a tornado. That's just uh, I believe a sign of some global warming. Wouldn't you say, baby?
1: Oh, I would definitely say that's sign of global warming. I think all of this that we've done to our planet, dude. now we're seeing after effects, and I hope we can change it fast. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'll buy one of those eco-friendly tiny cars. So Live
0: green! Live cool. green! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but definitely, I think it's global warming for sure. And the next one is, guess what, honey? There's going to be a reunion with Destiny's Child. What do you think about that?
2: Really? Reunion? Destiny's Child? I don't know any Destiny's Child songs. I guess that would be... Uh, uh, I need a soldier. I need a soldier. I'm not really sure. That that's my rendition of a Beyonce song, but uh that that should be interesting. I know that there are a lot of Destiny's fan child out there, so the, that reunion and the <laughs>
1: Destiny
2: whole Destiny fan child I mean child. De, de, that was good. You Destiny got that
0: child huh? Fans. Destiny Child fans. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, but i I say that that uh, that tour, if they go on tour, I would say it's going to be packed, no question.
0: Oh, definitely. Kelly Roman
1: is successful in her own, right? I guess she has a hot song out. I haven't heard it, but... You know, with her boob job,
0: she's
2: a success. Hey, well, listen here. I know one <laughs> thing. You're going to be, I don't know about the boobs and all that, but <laughs> what I am going to say is uh, you must not have heard,
1: though, that who's opening for Destiny's Child, girl. Who's opening?
0: Chantel. When? No, so
1: I'm just Oh, <laughs> goodness, you guys. See? Now you see why I love him, because he's full of jokes. Okay. No, maybe he <laughs> can. Maybe one day. Uh, no, w- 10 years from now. You hey,
2: know. open it up, Shan. Do your thing. They call me Shannon. All right, Uh, number five, and this one is in travel, and this is going to be for everybody, especially those of you who fly. It is United and Continental Airlines have drastically hiked their fares. Two of the nation's biggest airlines, y'all, boosted round-trip fares by as much as $50. Now, let me tell you that again. $50 heading into this weekend, raising the stakes in their fight. Now, this is their fight against the rapid rising fuel cost and putting pressure on competitors to follow suit. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> not follow suit, everybody, because we'll just fly a different airline.
1: Well, see, honey, that's that gasoline, raising gasoline prices oh, again. But man. you know, how long have the United States, be honest, how long have we been getting away with gas being a dollar a gallon? Come on. Well, there was a yeah, day that when that we year. could go
2: and be like, uh, give me $2. <laughs> uh, I just need $2 of gas. And you could ride around the whole South End, yeah. but now you can't even get a half a gallon for two bucks.
1: Uh, so What about Mom
2: filling up her truck?
1: That's definitely, hello, I think a caller is talking to us.
0: Hey, Doug and Jackie, how are you?
1: Oh, we're fantastic. How, who we
0: got here? Uh, yeah, this is Carl Johnson calling from the ANC Umbrella Foundation here in Washington, D.C. Oh. Hey,
2: hey, how you doing?
0: Oh, Wonderful, man, wonderful. Just wanted to give you all a call and let you all know that uh, we love you out here in D.C. and love what you're doing with the HIV's and HIV and AIDS movement.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, no
0: problem. We we just calling because us here at the ANC Umbrella Foundation, along with uh, Radio One and ninety three point nine, are doing the Stop the Violence and Know Your Status School Tour and concert. Oh okay. And we love for y'all to come out and, and uh, to the event. We also have Ms. Betty Jones that's helping us out with the event, and we'd like for you to come and hopefully uh, y'all can come out to our, to our event. Yes. Oh,
1: thank you so much. We're definitely going to try. We're trying our hardest, and we're excited about it. We saw the brochure, and we, we really want uh, Shani to perform and be out there with all your fabulous artists that's going to be there and all our listeners that's going to be in that area. You've got to check it out. It's going to be great, and it's for a wonderful cause. Stop the
2: violence and HIV. It doesn't get any better than that. I will have to say that. Please stop the shooting and the killing, and please Absolutely. don't kill ourselves. Protect ourselves and know our status, no doubt. Oh, thank definitely.
0: you so much. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're taking the city to city, so we'd love to have you and Shani perform uh, Shani perform at each city we go into, so hopefully you can get in contact with Ms. Betty and we can work everything out. Oh, most definitely. You can count her in, you guys, anytime. Oh, yeah, and I, and I, and I know she, love, she loves you all. That's all she talks about is the Christies. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> thank you, Betty. <buddy. laughs> thank you so, so I'm excited much, excited much to tell all We
0: appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. Anytime.
1: Wow, that's, it's always so moving, you guys, out there. And we take this time right now to tell everybody, go to our Infinite Love Foundation website at infinitelovefoundation.com, and you can find out more information about that.
2: No question. Please check us out. Know that... Uh, HIV and AIDS is out there, it's killing us daily. People are getting infected, and the, and the biggest thing, baby, I'd have to say this is people that don't even know that they're infected. And knowing your status is so big, it's not something everybody out there that you're going to need to go and take blood and do all of that. You can have an oral test, they swab your mouth, within 20 minutes, you will know your status.
1: Most definitely, and the last thing you'd want to do if you are infected with HIV is to continue to fe- infect others. It's is killing our civilization y'all so make sure you um take care of business and um guess
2: what baby what that is you know
1: <laughs> that's
2: what i'm talking about this is, all, this is one of my favorite parts too because you know i love talking sports at the same time and it is time to bring back the whizzle for a little converse civil about some sports whizzle what do you got for us
3: today yeah, wonderful. Greetings. How's everybody doing? I hope you're enjoying your day because I'm definitely enjoying mine. How are you guys feeling out there? Oh, we,
2: we, we are doing fantastic,
3: Wizard. We, uh, I, I, oh, yes,
2: and my, my wife's over there. <coughs> We we wanted to talk a little bit to you, starting off with a little NBA basketball, and tell us what you think about the Houston Rockets moving into second place all time with 21, that is
3: 21 wins in a row. What do you think? It's definitely impressive, uh, it, it, it really illustrates what type of, uh, I guess, what type of player uh, Tracy McGrady has grown into, and I guess has flown under the radar, so to speak, but uh, he's coming together. They got uh, some good pieces to the puzzle over there, as far as uh, experienced players, and uh, I mean they're looking good. I mean, what's you, what can you say? I think it's really, really uh, it, it puts a, a bonus on this this uh, this game this weekend.
2: Well, th- then you speak of this weekend. We got the Lakers and the Rockets. Now the Rockets are chasing the the Lakers all time record. I think that was seventy one seventy two set by Jerry West's uh, team. If 33 straight wins so it would be interesting for la to go now is that in la i believe or is that in houston
3: it is in houston oh
2: that it for them to go in there and win that game and this actually this game is going to dictate at this point in the season who is number one in the west because i believe they both have the same record correct
3: i'm riding with you on that one
2: Yes, I believe they're. Yes, I have it right here. They are 45 and 20. So, everybody, this Sunday, check out LA and the Rockets on ABC. Now, I, I see Shane Battier's comment about this, and I don't know if that's his Duke education, just being humble or what, but he said, We are the worst team to ever do this, or was he just being honest?
3: Um, maybe he could have meant it. But in terms of uh, rating it, along with the, the teams that have played, that they've have won championships, and so uh, maybe he prematurely spoke. Uh, if they do happen to win a championship, he'll know that he was wrong. But uh, he, has, he has room to be right, too.
2: Now, what do you think of their, I mean, honestly, Wizzle, come on, give us the Wizzle's idea of what are their chances of
3: winning a championship? Well, I think they have a, a, great, champ, a great chance. Uh, first and foremost, you have to match up every game, and it's going to be against the same team. And that's where uh, really talents like Tracy McGrady can really take over because you have to figure out what type of ways that you're going to play. And then more than likely, you're not going to use one player. So that's where the game begins. And once you start sending people to help, uh, he, has help he has help on his team that, you know, they can bail him out, and it seems like he's he's, he's not reluctant to, to give the ball up. Uh, Bobby Jackson's over there hitting big shots for him. Luther Harris has looked well. Uh, of course, Shane Battier. So, you know, those are guys who are all experienced and, and have been in those type of situations who can uh, can try to capitalize on it.
2: Uh, I think you're right. I, I, I was telling my wife last night that they don't have a chance in hell to win a championship, but... I-, I will have to say, when you put it that way, I, I will have to agree with you. I think that the, the Houston Rockets have a chance to win a championship. At first, I was saying no way, but now I, I might have to change my but mind. But the-
1: tell the reason why you were saying no way. You were saying because they never done that. No, they,
2: they don't have the experience to make it happen. There's a, a lot of other teams out there with a lot more experience, but I, I was just looking at it from the standpoint of who they have to face, and that is taking taken us right That's into right. our next uh, talk here. And, and I wanted to whistle's uh, opinion, whether right now in the Eastern Conference you get eight teams that go into the playoffs, and the Western Conference you get eight teams to go into the playoffs, but the Eastern Conference, being as weak as it is a lot, there's going to be two or three teams that probably get into the playoffs with an under 500 record. And I was thinking, if they opened the NBA up and said the top 16 teams, doesn't matter if you're from the West Coast or the East Coast, will get into the playoffs, what do you think about that?
3: Um, before I answer that, let me throw one more intangible in there as far as Houston. That would be Mutombo.
1: Oh,
2: He's been a yes. big
3: part of this transition that's going on right now, and so uh, that's just another intangible. He's been there before, and that's something that you can kind of keep in the back of your head as, as they move along here. So, But anyway, anyways, to answer your question, it sounds like a very good idea. Right now, I don't think the East Coast would buy it, based on the fact that all the uh, the TV times would be Pacific Coast, and, uh, and it would be Central Times. And I don't think that would really work out for everyone. But uh, I'm in favor of basketball being played the best way that it needs to be in an effective manner. Maybe they need to go uh, uh, a three-game series and just allow everyone to play. Everyone's going to be in the playoffs. So, would, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's a, maybe it, you know what I mean, a three-game series, and then you come out. it will be more basketball, but everybody has a fair chance. And so, you know, hey, I don't know.
2: I just really think that, uh, like you said, some of the, I mean, I'm looking at Portland here, and they are out of the playoffs. I, I don't think they have a chance to make it. They are six games behind Golden State at this particular point. Denver is one game behind them, and they're out of the playoffs. But both of these teams, if they were in the Eastern Conference, would be in fourth and fifth place, respectively. And that is just crazy because so so much good basketball is getting played on the west coast and, and not to say that the east coast isn't playing good basketball also but the 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 draw of talent that they have it just looks like it's smaller because you have two teams that look like and maybe a third one with orlando but boston and detroit are just kind of running away with the east
3: well i'll tell you what i bet you lebron james wouldn't argue with you I mean, he it wouldn't bother him. I, I mean, you know, there are teams certainly who are deserving, and those would be the teams that would be in the top 16. So, I mean, you know, it's either however you wanted to handle it. Uh, maybe they could implement some type of uh, systems where uh, uh, it's home field advantage or just like they use it for, uh, for the for the all-star game in baseball, you know what I mean, where it's, maybe it can mean something.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? I, where, like, I maybe definitely it's, agree.
3: I don't know you could change always change it and, and make it more competitive for the people and, and definitely for the fans and you want the teams to 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 earn it and you want it to be without a doubt you want to watch your team earn it and you know and, and to go through it with them so uh whatever they can do to to, to make the game more personable I'm for it.
2: We're shifting gears a little bit here. You going to college and being a college athlete myself also, I wanted to get your perspective on this because this is something that I've always thought about. And it is should collegiate and I guess you can call them amateur athletes be paid because they are making the institution so much money? Because I know that a lot of athletes, when you are in college, are, are, I won't say starving, but you don't really have any money unless, you know, your family does. But a lot of the choices I think that were being made for kids to go on to the NBA or professional sports were based upon financial means. And if they were getting paid something to maybe lighten the load, that might have changed and sent a lot of kids to school. So do you think that they should be paid or not?
3: I I think that it would definitely help out, and when I'm not talking about being paid in terms of a a, a kid, uh, you know, pocketing a savings in a month, I'm just talking about whatever it's going to take to get them through, you know, through the month. So be it um, a, food, a a food a, like a food voucher type program where you, you that all all of them have stuff, have these cards when they're off campus. So if you're on campus. Here's your money, and you get, aside from, uh, you know, allowing you to eat in the cafeteria, you get, you know, 200 bucks, $250. So, you know, maybe it's something if you go buy a pair of shoes, that's on you, and that's, you know, you couldn't really complain about nothing. I mean, because the, the bottom line is somebody, people are always going to complain, and uh, but I do believe that, you know, you have to get something. It's it's, it's big business, and it, and as much as they try to cover it up, it is a, it's a huge business, and 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 corporation America is taking over right now with all the commercials and everything you see. So uh, that kind of tells you what you're watching is is in your face. All the information's in our face.
2: No no question. I, I really have to agree with you. I think that whether it be a stipend, them living off campus, getting getting more money, because you do get a check if you're there to, to pay for your rent and a, a little bit for food, If because when you're living on campus, food is taken care of. But uh, you're doing so much for the school, whether it's new gymnasiums, all these different things. You get so much for going to the NCA tournament and all these different things. Uh, I would have to agree with the whistle on that one, babe. What do you think?
1: Well, I personally think that maybe they should set up different type of programs for the players. Like maybe they don't pay them just money for playing, but because, you know, don't they give them scholarships and so on? So they're giving well, them a form of income anyway. But I think maybe just, you know, you guys want to do some commercials. You want to do some public service announcements. You want to, you know, let them work mm-hmm. for it. But make sure that the work that they're doing well, is in conjunction with being able to practice and still do games and stuff. See, this was Stand the out. problem
2: back in the day, and they had this, the where the, the, the kids would work. But let me tell you what some of the schools were doing. The jobs would be like, I'm a basketball player, so my job would be go watch the gym. <laughs> so they would just sit in there and they'd be able to shoot all day and play oh. around. So that would be the job. So that that was is where they were running into a problem is that the jobs that the kids were getting weren't really jobs. They were getting, you know, taken care of, if you want oh, to say.
1: Oh, okay. Well, see, then that's where the principal or the dean needs to step in and say, okay, you need to do office work stuff. You know, you file or you type or are you good with word processing? A lot of those guys are smart. They can be computer um whizzes and do things like that for the school. They
2: could, you know, so many different things they could do. Yeah. Okay. Well, Wizzle, thank you once again, sir, for joining us for our sports talk. Always love your insight. Everybody check out the uh, ABC, Hornets versus Pistons, and the L.A. Lakers are going to break the rocket streak, they say, on <laughs> Sunday, ABC. Everybody check it out. Mac. Go get
3: them, buddy. Hey, we'll see what happens.
1: And we go right into our special segment that we really love, honey. And that and was the that? Love and romance. And we will continue from where we left off last week on what the number six question was. And what is that?
2: Well, number seven, I'm glad that you gave me a chance to come back because I I needed to to ask all my questions. So it was to you, by the way, and it says, Jackie, where is a good place to get married if we are on a small budget?
1: I would say a good place to get married is at the Justice of the Feet. No, I'm just kidding. It's (laughs) it's definitely at, like, I would would recommend anyone that's on a small budget, go in your Yellow Pages phone book or now everything is so... um, computerized you can go online to google and type up your city and say weddings or small weddings or chapels. Any of those should lead you right to ministers and chapels. They, every city has about four or five. It shouldn't cost you more than $100, $150. So if you save your money, you could definitely have a beautiful wedding. And at these chapels, they're really pretty. You can bring up to four to six guests. It depends. They're they're set up really nice. Uh, Sometimes they're in people's private homes, but it's a chapel, an actual chapel. There's, you could put flowers in there. You can make it as special as you want it. To be, let's face it. It's not about how much you spend on the wedding. It's about the love that you share with your mate. You know, whether that's your your fiance, you know, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it is you got to make sure that when you do decide to get married, you don't have to spend a lot of money. But I would say go on the phone book or go online and look up small weddings, and there will be tons of different places. Or you can just have a wedding at your local park or down at the beach. Like Seattle, we have a place called The Pier, and you can hire a minister. They're usually anywhere from 50 to $75. Have him meet you and him down at The Pier, have your marriage license in hand because he's going to need to sign it, and you have to have one witness. All of that is free, of course. The marriage license is $35. And then you just have the minister sign Sign it. The witness will sign it, and you're married. So that's what I'd recommend if you're on a very, very low budget.
2: You know, baby, I was going to say also you, that all, all those were right on point. But if, say if they wanted to travel a little bit, hmm. what I would say for traveling okay. is say you got a thousand bucks, okay, mm-hmm. something like that. You could go, and and some people might scoff at me here, but you could go to Las Vegas.
0: Now, Las
2: Vegas is beautiful. they got some real nice places you can sightsee. You can southwest, you always say, get a nice, cheap fare and Mm -hmm. get the hotel included and everything. And you know it's not a lot to get married there, but you can see lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my.
1: Wow. (laughs) Now, that's a good one. Okay, you guys, or if you have a little bit of a bigger budget and you can afford to fly someplace, Las Vegas is always a good choice. But um, staying at home, definitely any of those, or like my husband stated. And then the next question goes to Doug. Do your friends tease you about being respectful to Jackie?
2: Uh, Of course not. But, you you know, one thing that I I think, that's a great question, babe, but one thing that I would have to say on that is that if your friends, quote, unquote, are teasing you about respecting what you love and what you cherish, they aren't your quote unquote friends and that's how i look at that uh but no my friends and and they're very few but the ones that i do have uh no they respect what i respect and i respect what they respect and that's how we we have a friendship
1: That's right, and when we say friends, we're speaking personal friends. All of you guys out there in Radio Land that tunes in and comes back and supports us every week and invites us to come on your shows, all of you guys are definitely our friends. And thank you, and we're glad you don't tease us either. (laughs) The next one?
2: is for you, baby, and it says, Jackie, do you think sports players have a reputation of being players off the field because of the money they make and that girls come at them more often?
1: I would say, no, I think that they have a reputation as being players because, there again, I think that the media decided to do that. If you blow something up, usually society follows. So if you say that and keep saying it, eventually everyone will.
2: It will definitely be a bad, bad thing. I totally agree with you baby on that. And if you guys are
1: wondering what just made me jump out of the chair, my husband just pointed to me like he saw a bug on my leg and I completely freaked out. So I'm going to tell you right now on the show, (laughs) live on air, he scared the holy heck out of me. And I don't know what he saw, but I was jumping up and running. And then the next question goes to my husband and it is Johnny from Louisiana. He wants to know, Doug, what would you tell a man that loves his girl, but still can't be faithful to her? Or to get her on the or to get on the right track, how can the man get on the right track
2: oh that was that was that was
1: pretty funny <laughs> You scared the funny. heck out of me Oh my god
2: okay, Johnny from Louisiana I would have to say first of all, getting on the right track that question it, it when I when I saw it babe I went okay now the first question that I would ask Johnny is do you really love her first and foremost, you have to ask yourself that. Then you have to ask yourself, what if she did that to you? And that is pretty much going to answer your question. But at the same time, I would have to say, Johnny, you have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. What do people want? Think about that. They want the beautiful, the rare, the unattainable gem. And being that gem, that is what is the most attractive. And you have to understand that if you're that for your mate, she's going to be that for you. Therefore, together, you're going to be able to maintain and get that relationship that you want. But if you can't be faithful, then you have to check yourself because it sounds like your girl is faithful. She's ready for you. Now you have to make that decision to say, I'm going to be there for you, baby.
1: And I think that that was the very, very best answer.
2: Thank you very yes. much. <laughs> okay, then this next one is for you, baby. And it says, Jackie, are you guys going to write another book about love as your first one is great? It really has helped my relationship a lot, and that is from Susan in Detroit, Michigan. Thank you very much, by the way, Susan, for the compliment.
1: I would appreciate um I mean I would really love um, I see you guys I can't even get my head together now because he scared me so bad making me think a spider was on me but um, (laughs) most definitely we will be writing another book it probably won't be out um, for another year or two because we have two other books um, that we're personally writing each I'm writing a woman's book woman's guide and my husband's writing one for everyone um, about health and wellness and exercise so and mental health so um, it will be out in the next two years and we will be writing another one and it'll be it'll have points and all sorts of stuff. I won't tell you everything, but definitely stay tuned and you will be able to check out another book from us soon.
2: Check them out, no question. We have a, a couple in the works. We don't want to, uh, well, we've said some of them before, but when, uh, when they're just about ready, we're going to announce it here on Blog Talk First so all of our listeners will know and be able to go out and purchase them, no doubt. Oh, Thanks.
1: most definitely. And um, we want to thank you all once again for joining us and sharing this hour of our lives with each other. And until next time, guys and girls, take care, our friends.
2: See ya here again
1: same time
2: same place
0: Peace.
2: Peace.